Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound, JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones, seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. And here he is, America's favorite Faison, Donald Faison. What were you guys just talking about? We were talking about Oculus, but I don't want to talk about it anymore because we already gave them a seven-minute ad today. Did we give – did that Well, okay, we can talk about it a little bit. Joel tried <laughs> Joel tried the game the paint game. Joel, how'd it go? It was so cool. Um <laughs> I really liked the star like thing. Uh that was great. You can't see stars where I live in Los Angeles. Um, but I'm from the country. I used to live where the corn grows and I miss the stars. And so I just spent like 20 minutes in there just stargazing. And then I found out you could get like a um dress bust, you know, where they like pin all the clothes to it. So that you can like design clothes with the light and different textures they have. So I made pretty dresses for like twenty minutes. Oh, this I morning. didn't know you could make make clothes. I gotta it try was that. Fun as hell. And then yeah, walking around in your own like design and some of the colors will like flash and do like pretty rainbow things. It's very um if you were a Lisa Frank person, um, enjoy this app. You can be your own Lisa Frank. I don't know who Lisa Frank is. Oh, my God. Okay, in the 90s, Lisa Frank made, like, trapper keepers and binders and folders, but they were all, like, neon tigers and elephants and dolphins. Dolphins were huge, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. But all the girls in the 90s had Lisa Frank binders and such. Oh, got it. Hey, did you get more Instagram followers? Because I blew up your hot picture that you posted. (laughs) I did. I think maybe a thousand more people, maybe. A thousand? Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. I was going to write something like, you know, only slide into her DMs if you mean business. But then I said, I'm just going to not, in- no, not don't, get involved. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was worried she'd get dick pics, so I didn't. Yeah. We just censored the, uh, I don't really you know answer what's, to me, IG. You know what's interesting? Do you mm-hmm. go through, like, all of your emails, Joelle? My emails? Yes. Not your emails, your your DMs. I'm sorry. When oh. people DM you. Like- I'll, I'll scroll through them because sometimes people have very lovely things to say and they're like, I don't know how else to reach you, but I just want to say, blah. and I'm like, oh my God, that's so nice. Thank you. 
Uh, if you're sending me a picture, they're all blurred out. I don't know what they say. I can't see them. They're I don't dicks. look at them. They're dicks. They're probably, <laughs> there's a couple. <laughs> I've opened a few and been like, that's a scrotum. and I don't want it. And then, you know, you move yeah. right past yeah. it. What is with men? What is it with men sending dicks? I mean, it's I mean, it's obviously just a fucking power power thing, but I never understood, like, what do they think the responses they're going to get from sending a picture of their dick? I want to put it in my mouth. They're never going to get that. I mean, if you're the one woman in the world or man who's responded, mmm, looks good, then you've ruined it for everybody because people keep sending <laughs> dick pics. <laughs> A lot of people give me shit for eating popcorn uh, yesterday. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. But it was even so edited loud. Out some of it. You edited annoying. some of it out, Daniel? Yeah, I mean, I had to cut some of it out. Some of it was very explicitly. I'm sorry. Daniel, I'm sorry. Daniel, what happened again? Daniel, what happened to your webcam, man? We don't need. It's just. I. It's not working right I now. I want the we audience to, to know. I just want the audience to know that Daniel uh, bought a very fancy webcam because he's Mister <laughs> Computer Guy, and we can't see him because it doesn't work. I want my stream to look better. Oh, all it says is. All it says is image edge web webcam. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're literally <laughs> imaging promoting edge. imaging know, you're, you're, edge you're, webcam. I would tell you if you're out in the market for a webcam, don't get an imaging edge one, everyone. You're <laughs> fucking oh, <no>. broken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daniel, uh, do you want to yes. plug your stream? Since I gave Joella a shout out for Aww. for Instagram, what what is your streaming? Uh, what's your streaming thing that people uh, can watch I, you play? I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DJ underscore Daniel, like my uh, Twitter handle. Um, I stream on Wednesdays and Sunday nights, seven p.m. onward. And um. And what wait, game wait. do you play? Yeah, what game? Play everything. Playing a lot of the new season of Fall Guys. There's a brand new GTA 5 heist that came out today. I play a lot of Among that, Us. That, that game, GTA heist looks fire, it looks, dude. It looks really so fun. Good. I'm going to find out about tomorrow. I haven't played, I haven't played GTA, granted, I haven't played GTA or Red Dead in about a year now since mm -hmm. I got home and COVID happened. And, you know, you can't, you can't just immerse yourself in these world worlds for hours when right. you got, you know, uh, eight, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old running around. Of course, of course. But. You used to be a big GTA guy. He was addicted. Dude, you were making scrubs you were playing. Dude, GTA got to, well, I, I, I wonder how they're going to address it with the PS, what is it, a five now? The PS5, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and the Xbox, what is it, an Xbox? X Xbox Series X. Whatever, the sh whatever it is, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many, there's so many consoles. But anyway, uh -huh. I wonder how they're going to address that because the graphics and the fluidity of the original were always fire anyway. Like you could do everything and anything in GTA. You can fly, oh, yeah. you can rob somebody. They even made it so you could rob banks and stuff like that. Like things oh, are, yeah. it gets to, it's, a, so it, it's, it's high level, uh, you know, scum and villainy. Villainy, however he said scum and villainy. Yeah, it's high level. How do Very they address so. that? How do they address that with the new consoles? How do they make it? How do you make it more realistic? Then is is the question, and and can you make it virtual? Like, what would be fire for these games now? Is if what's the thing that they had in that movie where the boy jumped on the treadmill and could run in any direction? Mm. If oh, yeah, you like could create, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ready if Player you could, One, you talking about? Ready like Player Omnitrack thing. Sure. I love that. First they of all, have though. They I have love, that. They do. Yeah, they have things that like like um. Well, you I know put, they like, got the vest. I know they. No, got you the put vest. like wheeled sneakers on, and you and you walk around in this um uh circle rig, right, Daniel? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, What's yeah, it yeah. called? 
I think it's called like an Omni Omni track. You have like a little waist thing that goes around you, and then it's like a treadmill that just moves in any direction. They're very cool. That um, would be that would be a really cool. But yeah, I don't know how you would. That would be really cool if you could figure out a way to be actually jump into the universe like in Ready of, Player One. That's next, yeah, obviously. That, totally. That's, very we're much so next. far away from that. We're I don't so think far we're that far that. away from it. I mean, just, just messing around with the Oculus 2 now, I'm seeing we're not far away from it. All right, we're we should get closer. to the show because people don't want to hear another long VR conversation, I'm sure. <laughs> it was. It's just so – listen, for all of you out there, I'm just saying. They've got the, the PS5s and the Xbox, whatever it is, but I'm telling you that Oculus, man. All right, it's a very special show. You it know is what? an amazing. First of all, it's an amazing show. It's. I did not know. I did not know how emotional I was going to get at the end of this. You yeah. hit me up and you were like, "Yo, uh, it's uh, it's 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 my, my screw, screw up. up. Yeah, should we have Raiden on?" And immediately I was like, "Oh snap, we're already at the Raiden episode." Well, listen, I had thought for, since we started. Here's the thing about my screw up. It's a lot of people's favorite episodes. It's one of the highest ranking episodes in terms of like uh, the the way they write rank people fans rank things on tv.com. It's ranked I re- I read it's tied for highest with an episode called My Lunch from season 5. So it is a lot of people's favorite episode. We had planned to have Brendan on, we had planned to have Johnny on, but you know, between COVID and the holidays and our schedules, everything's all fakakied. So I just said to to um to Donald, why don't we have Josh Radin on? Because Josh Radin, for those of you who don't know, um, wrote the song Winter that plays at the end of the show, and that that song launched his entire career. It broke um, him. It broke him. Literally, it broke him. It turned him into the Josh Radin that... Listen, man, I remember going to see Josh Wait, Radin. wait, let's save it. Let's okay. invite him in. Okay. Daniel, is he okay. here? Save oh, all yeah, the he's good here. shit. Bring Ready? him in. Let's see what he looks like. Oh, there he is. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous applause for Joshua Raider. Okay. Okay. Someone's had some coffee. Someone's had some coffee. He's barking. Have we, this is my first podcast. Are, are we, have we started? Have we oh, begun? it's already begun. We did it's, a whole, we did, we've been talking about you on the podcast. Oh, really? It's, hap- it's oh, happening. It's- all right, and we're back in, everybody. Uh, we, we we had a very interesting thing we edited out, trying to educate a professional ma- magician how to record himself. Josh, uh, why did do you, you just not call know? him a magician? Did you just call him a magician? A musician? How come, uh, Josh? You don't know how to record yourself. I have never been called intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> we're so happy you're here, everybody. So, if you don't know, Joshua Raiden is my friend from Northwestern, and um, he also. He's, he's my friend. He's my friend. For I life introduced now, him to Donald Faison. One Vegas trip. That's all it took. Even before Vegas, though. No, I met I Donald. We I'm met in New York. We I met in New York, you, dude. You and Jeff Zucker Nuggies. I know. We met oh. in New York. Josh, back, you were there that night. That back when night. you had a whole nother life, man. Back before you were a musician. Back when you were dating another girl. Now, now you're freaking a freaking. I'm gonna say it. You a playboy, dog. You're a true player. You're a rock star, man. I don't you got tr- That's like, have, 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 do you know how hard it is to be single in a pandemic? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. I feel for him, dude. He's doing this all alone. You can't date. And then Joel knows you can't date during uh, during COVID and Absolutely you'll die. Not. So yeah, but you could set up so much stuff for when COVID's over. Just play that well, music. You baby. can. That mu- You got the gift, man. You got the voice and you got the guitar. That is all you need. I know, Everything, but, but that, still. That shit will be put on layaway. There'll I know. be people out there that'll be like, okay, I will wait until 2, 20, 
22 to give up You're very kind but some of this good it's stuff. It's one thing to be like laying foundation. Joelle, I'm sure, is laying some foundation. Right, Joelle? You're flirting too a little bit? No? <laughs> I work. No, We okay. are working. We are getting things done. She's like, I get the job done. One thing at a time. I, I know, but I just think, <laughs> Baby, I don't know. I get the job done. Thank you. Well, Don. anyway, so Josh, you met uh, Don for the first time, our infamous big night. Josh was um, my great friend in New York, and then I got scrubs, and um, we went through it all together. We went through the, the life change, right, Josh? I watched some pretty hilarious things. Yeah. yeah and Donald, Donald and I were instantly um, inseparable, and Josh uh, was there with us through many an adventure. Listen, man. Watching your best friend become famous is uh, is a very interesting thing, and vice versa, dude. And vice versa. No, I mean when I mean when I say famous, I mean the kind of famous that we'd walk down the street in New York, and sometimes I would walk like, you know, ten feet behind Zach through the city just to watch people right after they pass him go, "Oh my God, that was Zach Braff." Oh my God, it's the guy from Scrubs. You know, it was so funny to watch people's reactions to see. I still do that to myself. In real time, it was cool. Just to piggyback on that, you know, Josh, at least I could say for myself, I remember going to like the hotel cafe or to like, you know, I guess, yeah, just the hotel cafe, really, and it being empty and it just being me, Zach, Mandy Moore, and Minka Kelly. And that was it in the in the audience. (laughs) watching you perform and you would go on after like some other act and some other act and then it would be just you and you'd get to do like three songs and we'd wait the whole night for you to go up and perform dude and that's it and now and then so and then so it blew my mind and i'm gonna say this you know it's great that you know the music was on scrubs and everything like that but there was still struggle after the music was on Scrubs and people don't really know that shit. You know, pe- the song was bought and everything like that. But, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like an overnight, all of a sudden, instant no, thing. Definitely. You know not. what I mean? It's, I'm, I'm still waiting for that big break. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, tell everyone, um, do we ever count in? I forgot. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's the stories that you all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch show with Zach and Dono. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? Josh we, we Josh Radin hijacking the five seconds. Usually the guests wait for permission, but um, no, Josh. Um, t- call our longtime listener, Zach. Tell everyone. Actually, Josh is one of my few friends. Uh, Josh and my girlfriend's mom are the only people left in my life that still listen to the podcast. Everyone Your mom else, doesn't listen anymore. I don't think my my mom. Well, she might, but she doesn't mention it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Carrie Brothers mentioned I was on Mark Maron's podcast. He like loved you on Mark Maron's podcast. I, he doesn't bring up this podcast anymore ever. Um, but Josh Radin um, often listens when he's hiking, as I understand yeah. it. Right, Josh? I know Johnny still listens to the podcast. But oh, actually, cast right, your podcast for the well, I, I've told you this, but I'll tell your listeners um, right when the world shut down. Uh, I, I live here in LA, as you guys do, and uh, I live up in the hills, and there's all these like stone stairs that go through the hills, these secret stone stairs that I COVID got me so scared that I wanted to get uh, in good cardiovascular shape because obviously, the better shape you're in for a respiratory uh, disease. Uh, 
the better off you are. So I started running up and down these stairs every morning and um, the podcast was the only thing that got me through it. Well, that's great. Really? We've had a lot of people um, say they, they exercised uh, and it inspired them and that makes us very happy. I do have to also say- because I didn't get to see you guys for so long until we like we formed a pod and then I could see you in, like, in our backyards or just our few you know tightest friends. But it was like, I went like a good six weeks, seven weeks without seeing one single person you know, just sitting in my house by myself. And so listening to you guys talk, uh, you know, twice a week was, uh, was, uh, you know, just saved my life really. <laughs> you know, we don't ever talk about that type of stuff. Being by yourself for six weeks, Josh, other than like, I guess, FaceTiming and uh, how did you, how did you cope with that when COVID first hit? Joel, you have your brother with you, right? Yeah. Joel mm-hmm. at least has her brother. Josh was totally alone. You were yeah, dolo. I, I basically, it's it's interesting. The um, I finished my European tour. I was mid January to mid February this this year, um, in a different city in Europe every day, like hugging people, shaking hands, you know, meeting so many different people every day. Right when COVID was kind of like starting, but it wasn't a big thing yet. People were like, "Oh, what's this?" You know. And so I got really sick for the whole month of that tour. I had this weird throat infection. So, but it was before we knew really what it was. And then I finally just got over it. And um, but it culminated in Italy in mid February, you know, which was one of the hot spots. Wow, and, which is one of the hot. Wow. Well, right then, I mean, I was like, I had to postpone a show in Rome because I lost my voice. And anyway, so I think I had it, but I don't really know. Uh, everybody, everybody has that story, right? Everybody has that. I think I had it. I, I don't like, have that. I don't. I don't think I had it. But Josh, did you did you get the antibody test, or did it go away in the other yeah, time? I, I went into our doctor, as you know, we share a doctor, and I got the antibodies test. But it was like six months later, and they were. He said, "We don't even know if these tests are going to give a false positive or false negative. We don't. You know, the antibodies might only last two or three months. You know, so." Mm-hmm. Turns out I didn't have them after all that time. But my point I was making was that right – I just finished touring this new album, all of it. And I thought to myself, I'm going to go home and sit in my house by myself and write a new album um, and not see anyone for like three months. And then it's basically going to turn into a year and a half of not seeing anyone. But I did – Well, write- we at least folded you into our pod so we can see you. We see you. You're going to come over for, for, for Jesus' birthday. That's true. And, and Neither so- one of you – you both are – Freaking Yahweh is looking down on you too, like. No, Yahweh's down for us to celebrate um, a, a a a very nice Jewish man's birthday. Yeah. Also, Zach's <laughs> Zach's girlfriend is not Jewish and is a huge Christmas lover. Yeah, and it's, she's very into it. So we're going to be very supportive of her first Christmas in LA. With um, I wanted to say that you Josh, give up your identity. You hate your own people. You two. You hate Josh, your own people. Uh, Josh is skimming over the fact that he didn't just get in respiratory shape. He got in the sickest shape I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he had abs. He, no, he's got the sea gutters, dude. He's got yeah, the whole dude. thing. I know. I saw, yeah. I Sorry, saw him. Oh, wait. Joelle, you don't like the word No, she shook her head. No, and... I do not. Okay, sorry. sorry what, what is a, I just want to know, what is a sea gutter? Um, I don't want to see it in front of Joelle. Joelle, can you take Just your headphones see. off for okay. a second? All right, go go ahead. All right, Joelle took her headphones off. Um, it's You're they call them cum gutters, and um, it's what? under the whoa whoa, whoa. Un- under the abs right here, uh-huh. um, like like uh, the V, and yeah. and theoretically. I'm sorry, earmuffs if you're in the car um, with your kids, but um, it's where the semen would would likely gather, like a gutter. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, Jim, I'll put your headphones Wait, hold back on. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. I wasn't you, don't okay. nece- you don't necessarily have She's to be She's okay. In shape. She's a grown-ass woman. You don't necessarily have to be in shape to have <laughs> Yes, you do. The kind no, Josh don't, has. I have I'm talking I have, Brad I'm talking have, Brad Penn in Fight Club the V. Wait, is he this could, He is, could catch it in all of it. He could catch it in all of his No, no. Portrayed in this podcast. It's all just audio, right? It's just audio. Show yeah. us, yeah. Show 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 oh, Josh and show this. See those this motherfucker. Look at this fucking Yo! dude. Look at that shit. Yo! <laughs> Yo, you didn't know that, Donald? You I, didn't know last, that? The last time I saw him, he was kind of getting into shit. Dude, he, he looks like, like that like, now. Thanks to us. You, Thanks to our podcast. What do you got? The Peloton? No, you got the stairs. No, you got the stairs. He hikes you got the every stairs. day. You got the stairs. There's more than that, though. You can't just hike and get abs like that, dog. What else he changed his whole diet. He changed his whole I don't diet. Know, I don't know where to... Uh, where I would put a Peloton in my house, I'd have to put it outside. I don't think you can do that because then I could what ride. What you eating, dog? What you eating? You're not yeah. eating? He doesn't, you, he you doesn't smoke yourself? weed? He doesn't I, smoke weed because it gives I've him money. You stop smoking weed? Yeah, I've been eating healthy. You smoking cigarettes? No, I haven't smoked cigarettes in years. Good. Josh was a big smoker. And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, he is proof that a hypnotist can work because he went to a hypnotist once and never smoked again. Right, Josh? It, it, you know, I didn't have a drag of a cigarette for after that for about 10 years. And then I went through a bad breakup with my ex-girlfriend and started a little bit again. And then. No, got, but the hypnotist works. Speak, speaking, speaking yeah, of bad breakups. Like no, he probably doesn't want to talk about his breakup. No, but song. speaking of bad breakups, let's just get into the song now then. Ladies and gentlemen, paperweight. No, no, no. <laughs> Donald and but I have the, that's um, not the a same. Song. Donald and I share um, um, one of our favorite Josh Radin songs. We played it on the show, Paperweight. That's one of our favorites. I remember. Thank you for doing that. I listened to that episode. Um, now, Josh, it's in so many movies, man. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. 
And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Josh's music. All right, we got to go back. We're being bad interviewers here. We're jumping we are, around. We are, we are. I got distracted by his sea gutters. Now, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, um, tell everyone the story. So, Josh, um, I mean, because you st- just just give everyone a, a Cliff Notes version of of your trajectory because you were a screenwriter in you were a screenwriter in Manhattan with with you and I were, were became friendly, being young aspiring writers in Manhattan. And then just give everyone some 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 bullet points of what happened to you. Well, yeah, uh, I was a struggling screenwriter. Um, I had I was waiting tables and doing you know catering gigs and things like that in New York, like starving artist sort of stuff. And um, <clears throat> then I'd go down to the cafe every morning, and you know when I wasn't working some other gig and 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 write screenplays. I had written like six features, and you and I would give each other notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first incarnation of Garden State when it was called Large's Ark, and mm-hmm. it was like 60 pages longer than what it ended up becoming. But I remember when you gave that to me after you had read a couple of mine, and I was like, I was writing like big budget romantic comedies or, you know, things that might maybe like a Will Ferrell or a Ben Stiller at the time. I was like, that would be great if I could get guys like that. Um, and you. <laughs> um, gave me largest arc to read and uh, to give you notes. And I just remember thinking, this is like real. This is making me feel something. Um, I'm not doing it right. And uh, I I just sort of felt like it sort of inspired me to, um, I had never played music in my whole life. I had never grown up playing music or taking any instrument lessons or anything like that. Um, and so I was about to turn 30 years old and I was struggling as an artist, and I just thought, uh, maybe I'm doing these things for the wrong reasons. I'm, I'm trying to write these screenplays to sell them rather than like writing what I know or writing what I'm really passionate about or uh, making myself vulnerable in some way with my writing. And so I started playing uh, guitar and learning a few chords and learned a few covers. And then uh, I knew enough chords on the guitar after learning a couple of Dylan songs. Um, that uh, that I was like, well, I'm a writer. I, maybe I'll try to write my own song. And I wrote um, my, this this song, Winter. It was the first song I wrote. And I remember we were sitting, in, you and I were sitting in my apartment in the East Village in New York, and you saw a guitar in my living room sitting up against the wall. And you were like, I didn't know you play guitar. And I was like, well, I don't really play. I mean, I'm just kind of learning. And I learned a few chords and a few cover songs. And, and you said, uh, 
well, play me something. I was like, oh, I could never do that. I, I At the time, I couldn't even open my eyes when I was playing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so nervous to play in front of anybody. Anyway, so you, I, I made you turn around. I don't know if you remember. But, <laughs> I do remember uh, that. You I said, think, don't look at me. Don't you look at me. <laughs> wow. And uh, and I remember this vividly. Uh, I... Um, I played this song winter and you turned around and your eyes were like a little watery and it had affected you. And I was like, wow, that's cool. That I, nothing I've written, you know, in terms of screenplays or paintings I'd painted or anything like that. I'd ever, I'd ever seen that kind of response from someone other than like my mom, you know, or dad or, you know, and, uh, so coming from a, a dear friend, that was really cool. And it sort of, I don't know. I remember you said to me, I really love that song. Um, you should probably maybe make a demo of it or something, you know, Scrubs and Bill, is, Bill and Krista, they're always looking for uh, new music, especially the music that they can afford. Um, because at the time it wasn't syncs. It wasn't like it is now. You wouldn't turn on the TV and hear a Stones song or a Beatles song or something like that. They were way too expensive. It was pre-streaming. So people were still making money in the music industry. Right. Big legendary. So it was a good time for music. Well, at, at the time we were making Scrubs was an amazing time for singer songwriters like Josh because, like he said, the the big famous songs they might splurge a couple times as Bill did on, in on, in this show and, and pay for a big song. But in Josh's, you know, jo- it was a great opening for singer songwriters because they were they were they were moving and beautiful but gettable and affordable. So essentially, it was the gold rush for people like me. So we moved all these musicians moved from New York out to LA where the music supervisors and the TV shows and the movies are made. Um, and I'd play in this little place called the hotel. Oh, sorry. But I, I skipped over uh, this part where the most important part actually, because it has to do with scrubs. So you said, you know, maybe make a demo of that song. So I went into Carrie brothers, <clears throat> our other best friend uh, into his um, bedroom. He had a little pro tools rig on an old Mac and I just played it live. Um, and then recorded a harmony over it. I mean, as demo as you can get, it's not mixing, no mastering, nothing like no, uh, it's one take and sent the demo to you. You forwarded it onto Bill Lawrence and like, I don't know, like two, three weeks later, I get a call from Bill and he's like, Hey, do you mind if I, that, that song works perfectly in this episode. Do you mind if we use it? And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> this is the first song he, the first song he'd ever written. Yeah. That was only recorded just with a mic and a guitar on Pro Tools. No, nothing else except for one track of harmony. Pro Tools back then, it was like Carrie didn't have like a real studio. This was like a, a this was like a little rig. We had so no the mark. recording we hear in the show is just you and Carrie's bedroom. Yeah, on a fifty-eight mic, um, like I mean, as basic as you can get. Well, and then I'll take it from there. I just or this this section. I remember. I always was playing music for Bill and uh, he flipped out over this. We, I had no idea this would become such a popular episode, but it was obviously, you know, became enormous. And then everyone started searching for Josh's music. But the thing is he didn't have any songs. He only had one song. (laughs) Right. Carrie, I remember Carrie, when it was airing, Carrie's like, you need a MySpace page, you know? So if people search for you or whatever. So I didn't, I'm, I was even more computer illiterate back then, although nothing's really changed. And so Carrie set up my MySpace page. It was or a little website, which is a picture of me and a and a link where you could just listen to Winter, the demo. 
And um, it was really cool because uh, Bill told me afterwards and you told me afterwards that after the show aired, uh, well, you guys were on NBC then before you had switched to ABC. So the NBC website crashed after the episode aired from so many people around the world trying to find out where to get that song or whose song that was. <laughs> That's so oh my God! Well, there goes screenwriting. I'm moving to LA and becoming a musician. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so I, mean, I got goosebumps when you told me that just now. That was that's such a great story. I mean, yeah, and 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 it's just like it's like when Susan Boyle came out and sang Les Mis. You know, everyone was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> what? I hear. I didn't well, hear what you said. I, I didn't. I did. I don't get the Susan Boyle. Uh, Susan Boyle uh, was that I know, older. I know, who, I know. I know who she is. I just don't understand how. Well, it was so moving, and it was one of those moments where I'm very moved, as I'm sure the world is, because these shows are so popular. When someone comes out, and it's Susan Boyle, and you're not expecting it, and they have a voice that makes you uh, just your jaw drop, and you clutch your head like, oh, my God, where has this woman been? It's so moving she can perform like that. And I'm just saying it was. It reminded me of Josh being like he's he's 30 years old. He was he's hasn't sold a, a screenplay. He was feeling he was going through a bad breakup um and all of a sudden his entire life changed because he wrote his had the courage to write his very first song and the talent well and i so happened to be best friends with a guy who was a star of a tv show looking for music so i mean it's a combination of as most people will tell you in the entertainment business is it's a combination of of talent and and work um but also who you know and um of course of so. course but 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 you know, it, all, all those things line up. Of course, access is key. Um, and and but but still, Bill wouldn't have even listened to four seconds of my friend's shitty song. You know. Right. Well, it's, I will also say that even after that episode aired, and we're talking about it, wasn't like this overnight thing where all of a sudden I was like a rock star. It was oh, like man, I remember, like, I, I remember the days. I, I mean, it was it, brick by brick. Still, I mean, 16, yeah. 16 years later, and it's still like your music industry is gets hurt every year but you are able to um make a living as an artist and so you are blessed uh, as we all are in that way and uh in normal times josh tours all over the world so you should always look uh what's your website we'll get your plug in now josh what's the website to search for where you tour and shit well uh joshuaraden.com and Uh, raden is spelled r-a-d-i-n that's correct and then what do you do josh you've been doing this we're going to talk about the episode everyone stop freaking out um, Josh, what you're doing this interesting thing now. You're doing sort of private home concerts. How do people find out about that? Um, on my website, you can you can see it. It's just a link. That's it's a company called Topeka Live that uh, started um, after when this pandemic started. It was just uh, some guys I knew that um, started this company to help musicians kind of engage with their audiences all over the world and play live through these uh, Zoom shows. Um, so I've been doing that. A lot this year. Um, so you can like have a you could have a Zoom part like if your friends uh, all love Josh, you could have like a Zoom party and Josh will you hire Josh to come play, or you can even just have a song with your with your yeah, lover. It's a bunch of different options, and uh, it's it's been re- very. It's, I it's, might I might get paperweight for me and Donald. How, you know, Donald, do you want to you want to split that with me? <laughs> it's pretty cool because the company uh, a portion of every uh, Zoom. Whether it's a serenade, that's like one song, and you get like a chat, 15 minutes, or it's like a 45-minute mini concert, you get like six songs, you request the songs, whatever, we chat, you can do like six different windows of Zooms of people all over the world. If you How wanna... much for you to show your sea gutters? Is, that, is there an option for that? <laughs> There's no option for that. Um, 
Maybe just for uh, for for Zach and Donald. Wait, but... hold up. Do you have an OnlyFans, Josh? <laughs> Do I have what? An OnlyFans? I'm not sure what that is. Okay, you, you need to get, get you. You need to get you, you get OnlyFans, dog. Yeah. You need to get you OnlyFans uh, like right away. Wait, I was gonna say, but bef- um, what 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 also is cool about this Topeka Live is that a portion of every thing that people purchase goes to uh, this really cool charity um, that helps families get out of poverty. So it's that's, like oh, like God. a win win for everybody. That's okay. really awesome. But you need to get an OnlyFans. Yeah, we want everyone's everyone wants to Straight see up. OnlyFans will allow you to show nudes and let let, let all your fans really enjoy all of you. <laughs> Like not, if, not you're gonna show sea gutters, if you're going to show sea gutters, if yeah. you're going to show sea gutters, get you yeah. an OnlyFans. All right. Let's talk. Donald, are you ready with your summary? Josh, we're going to let you sit in because you're a VIP guest as we discuss the episode. Donald, so, as you know from being. Discussed discuss the episode, am I allowed to talk? Yes. Yeah, yes, of course. We All want right. your input. Okay. Here we um, go. Okay. Wait, let me get my timer, my stopwatch. Reset and go. Carla's keeping her last name. Turk's mole is alive. Dr. Cox blames JD for the death of a patient. And Elliot's bunion is nightmarish. This episode is a lot, so it's hard to summarize in 30 seconds. Brendan Fraser and Tara Reid are back, and all of our character storylines blend together and intertwine. Other than the obvious, one storyline really stood out for me. Who are we when we show ourselves to the world? Are you your true self, or do you hide behind a persona? It's always a pleasant surprise when you get a positive reaction from a negative person. Kelso's storyline really softens you up before the big reveal at the end of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. 46 seconds for that one guy making the graph every day of, of how long Donald is. Um, that one guy can lick my... my, my uh... your, your taint. But but he's not. Um, it's not a negative thing, Donald. He just is. He's just doing an artful graph of how. Yeah, long but the you way can... you're the way you're using him to criticize me makes me want to tell him to eat a dick. Yeah, you know that's okay. sometimes poor so. guy. He's just making a graph. Um, all right, listen. <laughs> um, it's a legendary episode, guys. Um, I gotta say, in 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 my eight point five years on this show, um, this is the one that people bring up most to me. I think. Right, Donald? Would you say that? I that? get this. I, I get this one a lot in the musical episode. It's like it's like the Sixth Sense. Is that the right yeah. movie? That, I think it's that Bill exact- Bill has said that was an inspiration. Obviously, it is the because once you see it happen, you get it automatically. Like you see when it all goes down. We are watching Spoiler, it now. Watching it right. Watching it now. The now, first time you watch it, you don't necessarily pick up on it. I have Just to admit, like I don't think I'd ever gone sense. back. Like Donald and I have said, we we never we never really we'd occasionally watch these when I don't know about you, but I would watch them maybe when they aired, and then I eventually stopped. And I obviously saw cuts of the ones I directed. I would probably seed them all up until nine, but I never saw them again. And so this one now watching, knowing what you know about Ben, is really interesting. It's really fun to watch. I reckon if you're not watching these as we go back, I, I if the, this would be the one to do it because once you know the Ben reveal, it's fun to watch it knowing what you know. It really is because. When it happens, you automatically know exactly what JD's talking about. Mm-hmm. First of all, JD's kind of like a uh, real cavalier about telling I was him gonna about s- it too. You but also, I, mean? I was going to say that I didn't I I had trouble with the fact that JD is cavalier through the rest of the episode. He's kind of like joking around and and meanwhile his hero's best friend just died and he was at the helm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it so 
that was that was really interesting to me. I was like, wow, that's a. I know they have to throw a misdirect into in there somehow. I guess this is the way to do it because if you're effect, if JD's affected by this uh, screw up, then we know that some it's more than just you know we think we'll think we'll know it's more than just the old guy that died. It's it's got to be something bigger. It's really masterfully done, directed by Chris Koch and written mm-hmm. by Garrett Donovan and Neil Goldman. Um, it's it all the writing and direction uh, are. are Pretty amazing. So let's go to the top. Um, yeah. This aired, by the way, on February 24th, 2004. Wow. Just if you want to think about think about your life 16 years ago. 16 years ago. What were you doing February 24th, 2004, listener? The divorce was like in effect. Like I was in a You were in the throes. Right? I oh, was you were in, in courtroom times. I was, this is like, this is like, we are doing it now. This, I had moved out by this point. Uh, my film came out. Garden State came out um, in 2004. Mm-hmm. After this, though. Yeah, it was, um, I think, um, fall or, or must have been October-ish. Um, or maybe the summer. Was this, um, this was our biggest season, too, right? I think season two was the highest ranked. I don't know. Joel, can you look that up for us? What was the highest ranked season? I believe I read on on Scrubs Wiki. By the way, Scrubs Wiki, you guys know I always talk about it, but it, it's it, it's got a lot for this episode if you're into that sort of thing. If you want to do a deep dive on interpretations of all the every, they have so many moments of that I don't even know if Bill thought of or or Neil and Garrett, but there's like, why is that poster behind Ben? It must mean da da da. Anyway, uh, Mickhead. More important than anything, Mickhead has his first line. Donald, thanks, yeah. Nurse Espinosa. Yeah, he doesn't say that's it. And then he walks away. That was his audition. That was right. his audition, pretty much. That was right. like, can you deliver this line? Now, we know the characters he, just come back from huff, uh, huffing paint rehab. From, yeah, from for huffing paint. <laughs> which he'll never do again. Which he'll never do again. Well, he looks pretty healthy. Um, you know, he's he's just back from huffing paint rehab. And then he... Um, and and he's... But he's he's pretty, he's back to being a doctor. He's He looks like he's all right. He says, thanks, Nurse Espinosa, pretty well. Do does does people know? Do people know that that's Mickhead yet? Have people put two and two together? Like we know because we know Frank and we know right. that he played Mickhead. Right. But has the audience put two and two together yet? Has the audience said, "Oh, that's the Mickhead character"? Like, I don't that's, know. That's we talk question. about Mickhead, but I don't know that they know that that's Mickhead. That that's Mickhead. Because when I realized that that was Mickhead, and I'm on the freaking show, right? But when I realized that was with Mickhead was when he tried to kill his wife. <laughs> That's much later. <laughs> Way later. He That's must add a, later. He must have had a huffing paint relapse. Something must have happened, right? God, huffing paint is such anyway. a bizarre addiction. <laughs> How did that happen? Who was like, I'm going to spray all this paint in this bag. All right, right. I'm going to put it in this bag. Yeah. And then I'm going to try and breathe all of the paint in the bag into yeah. my motherfucking nose. Yeah. And I'm going to try. I'm going to breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe. I want to see what happens. But it's addicting. What motherfucker so was just sitting there like. <laughs> bizarre that it's addicting. It's one thing to get you high, but to be like, mm, let me go get some fucking blue. Right. I need more paint. <laughs> I need more paint. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Joel just told us in the chat that season two is the highest rated, followed by season three. So your wife's not taking your name. Now, this happened in your real life because uh, your wife didn't take your name. Did that upset you? Well, the, it was kind of like a sabotage thing with me. So with this, she's telling him way before the wedding. So there's like a cushion. He can, he has an opportunity to be like, well, I don't want to do this. Or he can say, oh, you know what? He can get over it. 
And I will, uh, you know, I'm going to go turking. We'll go through it. With my wife, we were at the courthouse <laughs> signing the license. And I'm like, Donald Faison, and her name is going to be Casey. And she goes, Cobb. Oh, shit. And I, was like, and I was like, no. But this is the marriage part. We're going. We're, we're at the courthouse. Casey Faison. This is the courthouse. This is the time and yeah. the place. You're and they're like, no, we're going to. She was like, she was like, I, I, Cobb. She's like, but what I will do is I'll make it so that if I do decide to change it, we don't have to go through all of this legal legal paperwork and stuff like that. It's like once it's like a one sign thing, and then she can change her name. Like to change your last name after the marriage thing is like this whole big thing. But if you sign, if you do a couple of things while you're there, mm. you can make it a little bit less strenuous to change your last name. So she dangled her- it. She what, dangled what? it in front of me to keep me from saying, well, fuck this shit. I don't want to get married then. Oh, shit. She was like, no, 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 no. Wait. Before, we, before you get all upset and all puffy chest, here is what I'm going to do for you. There's a possibility that I'll change it later. I'll make it so that it's not a problem for me to do that. Okay. Well, you know, uh, I... <laughs> It's complicated, right? It's no, complicated. I like that old tradition. I understand why women are more and more over it. Like, why you don't own me? Why am I taking your fucking name? But I, I, I think that there's, um, I, I guess there's. It's one old school tradition I really liked, but it's not. It's not up to the man anymore. It's very common. No. Uh, I have quite a few friends, as you know. I spend a lot of time in in Sweden over the last twelve. 13 years and I've yeah for sure from Sweden I know I know a lot of uh Swedish guys that are friends of mine that got married and took their wives names wow you heard him correctly though yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna start calling you Donald Cobb Donald Cobb by the way I'm gonna call you Donald Cobb from now on I already, I already got I already got a white person's last name I don't need another white person's last name I feel like if your name if I feel like if your name is Donnie Cobb. I already got another white person's last name. I'm good. Faison is a white name? Are you fucking kidding me? What about Frankie Faison? That sounds African to you. What about Frankie Faison? That just means we came from the same plantation, Joshua Raiden. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. I don't know where your name is. Y'all don't know this. Y'all don't know. Wait, hold on now. How come there ain't no black Washington? I mean, how how come there ain't no white Washingtons? How come there ain't no white Jeffersons? You know a white Jefferson? You know a white person with the last name Jefferson? I don't you know, know a white person with the last name Washington? The only white person I know. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Faison could have been like a made up name. I, I didn't. I hear what you're saying. I know. I know what you're saying about slaves taking their masters' names. I, I, There's I a Faison, North Carolina. Where do you think my ancestors parked okay. when they well, got? When they got taken from Africa. I didn't know that. I didn't know well, that. Well, there's a raid in Poland, and I think that's where possibly my name it, comes from. It is very possible that you are, a, yeah. that one it of your... Like Radinsky or Radinovich or, you know, yeah. something. I know, always imagine you know, my name was longer, like Brafberg or Brafowitz or Brafenstein. But you could probably, there yeah, probably yeah. is a town or something like that. There is somewhere where your name originated, and it's not necessarily a person. It's like the, right? Am I... Am, Correct me if I'm wrong. This sounds like about right. No, all my grandparents have unfortunately passed away, so I don't really have um, a a great resource to find out where my my relatives are from. But I think it's probably Polish, German. Like I I imagine like, you know, somebody like, you know, I'm making up a name, but somebody like Jason York was from York in England back in the day. And when 
having to describe himself. I'm Jason from York. And then he became Jason York. You know what I mean? Like, I imagine that's how the shit probably happened. So, all right. Well, we learned that JD has a pinata helmet. And not only does he have a pinata helmet, he has his own SpongeBob SquarePants costume, which he says was a gift from me to me. Yes. Yes. Can I, can, why does JD have, how many times has JD been hit in the head? <laughs> <laughs> he has a helmet that's specifically for pinata uh, parties. Yeah, because he he that one there was that one time, yeah, or, or one several, time. or right. several, maybe twice, and he's like, you know what, I gotta get my pinata helmet. Um, so um, so here's an interesting. Ben is back. He's not ben treating his, he's not treating his cancer. Um, as we told you last time, um, 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 Brendan was on. He was actually uh, he is a super uh big photographer and had all sorts of really cool cameras in this one for those camera geeks out there he's got a polaroid back on a on a holga which is something i hadn't even ever seen before i had to google that it was a real thing but yeah, a holga is a, a very cheap plastic camera that people love because if you put film in it it it, it takes really cool interesting it has a plastic lens it's really cheap and then he put a polaroid back on it which i bought would, you a holga do you remember yeah. that yeah, I get them all Years the time ago. because people know I love cameras and they're not that expensive. It's a great gift. Yeah, I was—I didn't have any money and I know you like cameras. Yeah, I got like 40 <laughs> Holgos if you want one. I'll give you one back for Hanukkah. Um, I'm just kidding. And then so the Polaroid back is, um, is this, I don't know, I'd never seen it. And then I Googled, yeah, but they don't even make that film anymore, uh, unfortunately. Anyway, I, that's just a moment for the camera geeks. And anyway, my point is, is that later on, uh, Ben says, I'll take pictures until the day I die. Wow. And then wow. the second he first appears in, as a hallucination, he no longer has the camera ever again. At all, at yeah. all. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I, until you said that, I I didn't even I didn't put that together. Did yeah, you get I have that to, from Scrubs. Wiki yeah, I got did you... I got that from Scrubs Wiki. I have oh, to. Okay. There's a few things that uh, that were cool that I didn't even know, and that that was one of them. This is some sixth sense shit. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Some well, the obvious sense. thing is that no one no one sees Ben, other than Cox, because uh, once he's dead, and um. When you go back and watch, it's really clever how how Chris Koch directed all of that. It's very, very well done. There's a whole interaction with Sarah where he's pretending to be a puppet Amazing master. Amazing physical comedy by both him and Sarah. And yeah. then when she walks away and he's still holding on to the string, yeah. the imaginary string, and he falls off of the counter. Yeah. Amazing physical comedy by Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Brendan was so good in this episode. So good. So good. He's just so freaking charming, that guy. He is. He is. And, and, and. I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you. The Dr. Kelso storyline is so important for this episode. It's so important. Because it's the hard this this hard character who softens at the end, right? And when he softens, that's when we as an audience also are let in on the big reveal that Ben's Ben's dead and he's been dead for a while. Mhm. And that the, I personally feel like I don't think that would be as impactful if you don't see a journey throughout the show. Because there is no journey throughout the show in this other, you know what I mean? There's no journey. Ben's there in the beginning and he's dead. There's no journey for Cox. Cox, there's nothing for Cox really to accept other than the fact that his that his best friend's dead and everything. There's no journey for him. There's no journey for JD. There's no journey for anywhere. The only person that has a journey in this is Kelso. And his Kelso and, and and Kelso's journey is so important 
that it's it has to land at the end for Ben's death to be uh, in, even more impactful. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? I do. Is it the first time Kelso has shown any heart at all? Because there's a moment in the closet where Judy says, it's been a hard week. Now, the audience first time through assumes that's solely because she's arguing with you about stuff. Um, they don't realize that she's also processing this death. Right. And then, but then we know Kelso also is processing this death. He, exactly. he wasn't friends with Ben, but, you know, he... He shows he. I mean, to me, it was the first time he showed real humanity at all. Right, and, and and it's so important for this for this moment to land at the end because now he's softened everybody up. He's given everybody the he's he's made it so everybody is relaxed. Oh, this is a great ending for Scrubs. Where I, I feel fuzzy inside, and so then when you get punched in the gut, mm. that we're at the we're at a funeral at the end. And Josh's song starts to play. It's even more impactful. Yeah. But it's because of Ken's storyline. It's because of Kelso's storyline, and how well he plays it at the in the in the closet with mm. uh, Carla. It's so great. It's so. Great. I wanted to mention that Randall Winston's credit comes up at the exact moment that Leonard, the security guard, is mentioned. Wow. So someone cleverly timed it. So just as we're talking about Leonard, the security guard, and his afro and his hook hand, Randall's credit comes up. Because Randall, have you ever done that? What? Timed it so when your name comes up, a specific no. Uh, usually, I key mean, or a, 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 a music key or a you know whatever it is, a music note or whatever whatever. Well, it is. and going in style was the first time a first feature I directed that had the full hundred piece orchestra score. So I think when my card comes at the end, directed by, I made sure that there was a a, a, a hundred piece orchestra flourish. <laughs> right on, because like in some movies, in some movies, like you'll see, like in Eddie Murphy movies are great for it. Like the beginning of the Golden Child, there's all of this montage stuff, and then when Eddie Murphy shows up, you see Eddie Murphy, like he turns to camera, just like a sitcom, damn near, and he has the big smile on his face, and it's like Eddie Murphy. The golden, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I wonder, I wonder, like even even when directors or well, uh, music people when they when their title card comes up, do they put a little spruce in it? With uh, writers, maybe you know what I mean? Maybe subliminally, you, the, the credits are added so much later after you've locked, and and there's and there's a there's a an order that everyone has to go in just per contract. Ah. So it, it would be pretty tricky to to do it after the fact unless you planned on doing it. Right. I don't mean I don't mean to imply that they cut this to Randall's picture. I just mean it probably was close and they it was kind of like, you know, if we fudge it a few seconds it'll because in the beginning of scrubs for those of you who never I, I mean I don't think we've ever discussed this. They have to do all these opening credits because, you know, I mean that's a, that's just part of the rules, the contracts, the the guild rules and everything. And um, they can be distracting. So there's times when they'll pause them for a few seconds if a joke is playing out to not upstage the joke, and then they'll bring them back in. And it's just very subtle. The audience wouldn't really notice it. So I'm just saying they may have fudged it a little bit so it timed out perfectly, as he's mentioned. Um, Carla hates Turk's mole, his tickle button. Yeah. I imagine that's a, a lot of people's first reaction. I remember one time I was at my best friend's house we were kids and her dad kept looking at me like really weird like staring really hard at my face and I kept looking back at him like uh, hey is everything okay and he just kept staring so hard and then finally he was like I'm sorry man but what the fuck is that on your face 
<laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "What?" He was like, "What the fuck is that on your face? You got some shit on your face?" Oh, that's a classy man. dad. What a dick! He thought it was food or something. He thought I had like doo doo oh. on my lip. <laughs> I feel so bad. I want to hug a baby doo doo lip Donald. I laughed so hard at that moment. Oh, really? You weren't upset? I would have been upset. No, I'm like, it's I w- not doo-doo. No, I was old enough. I was like 16. Oh. It was that embarrassed that laughter. Dude. You didn't know what it else was to more do. Like, it was more like, dude, what are you? You've known me my whole life, and you don't, you've never noticed this before. He's known me before puberty. He knew me before everything, and he never noticed that I had a mole That's on my That's embarrassing, though, though. Don't you think, like, were you always awkward around that guy from then on? I, I would feel so, like, cringy. No, not at all, man. When I arrived in Northwestern, I had just done Manhattan Murder Mystery, uh, 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 one scene, as I think I mentioned before. And I was Woody Allen. Is that a Woody Keith. Allen movie? Yeah, I was their son. And this kid, I was always a good friend of mine. Um, I really liked him. And we were walking, and, he, and we started talking about Manhattan Murder Mystery. And he said, supposedly that kid who plays the son goes to school here. And, and I kind of chuckled. And he went, I didn't really think he was that good, though. And well, it's clear I th- he hadn't seen the movie, dude. I thought he was doing a bit, oh. but he wasn't. And it told we weren't really able to ever recover. Yeah, but he, it was it was clear he, dude, he hadn't seen the movie though. No, I think he'd seen the movie. There's no just, way he'd seen the movie and not recognized you though. I don't. I just don't. Maybe I didn't have the same haircut, and he just didn't put. Two, dude, I'm telling you, it was so cringy and awkward that our friendship died a quick death. Oh, dude, that's nothing. I remember sitting in the movie theater freaking uh behind two ladies watching waiting to exhale and they're throughout the movie talking about how much they love the movie oh this is such a great movie i'm quiet behind them just enjoying the ride with them and everything like that laughing when they're laughing and then i come on screen and my scene's over and they go yeah i don't like him though the movie's good he is not and i remember being like oh and that's when you just fade right back into your That's chair. like real-time trolling. Real-time trolling. Right in my face it happened. In my oh face. Oh, my God. All right. On that note, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to have a guest who hopefully will have questions for Josh Radin. Uh, we'll be right back after these fine words. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. 
JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval to and we're back. And we're right. back. Bring him in, Donald. I mean, bring him in, Daniel. No problem. Josh, you excited? It's your first um, guest caller on, <laughs> on the Scrubs Rewatch program. Um, Lena is joining. Lena. Lena. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Lena. Lena, Lena, Lena. Everybody? Oh, Hi, is Lena. that Josh Raiden? That's the Joshua Hi. Raiden, yes. Hi, Lena. Hi. Hi, Lena. Welcome to the program. That's Donald Faison, uh, Joelle, Monique, Joshua Raiden, uh, Daniels in a broken camera. Uh, Lena, if you're ever in the market for a webcam, do not buy the Imaging Edge webcam. It doesn't okay. work. Apparently, the Imaging <laughs> Edge webcam is really expensive, yeah. but it doesn't ever yeah. if I would, If I had the time, I would go on Amazon work. and give it one star. Well, my webcam was about $49 and it's doing great. Oh, maybe you I can know. send Daniel the link. It looks really good. Yeah, you look yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice how, Lena, we're able to see you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel's webcam didn't come with that feature. Oh. And his, and, and, and his... that, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need merch webcams. Yeah. You, you have every yeah. merch thing that is known to man. You should probably gonna, make webcams. Yeah, we're going to sell um, uh, fake doctors, real friends webcams, but or they're not going to come with the We're not going to source them from imaging edge cam, edge oh webcam. I'm still trying to get my hands on the onesies, so I'll have to wait on the webcam. Just yeah, when are the onesies onesie? being restocked, uh, Joelle? Do you know? I'm working on that, but I'll give you guys an update as we soon as no possible. We had no idea. We, we, we kind of thought it would be funny. We thought we ordered 600 because we were like, there's a lot of people listening to this all over the world. Maybe maybe we'll sell 600 eventually, and and that won't be too many to order. And they were gone in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yes, mm-hmm. I can't even get one for my for my for my family. My wife bought one. The shame one. of it is, uh, I we have a PJ day coming up at work, and no one. Where do you work? Where do you, you work? Down. I'm a nurse. Oh okay. shit! It got real. It just got line, interesting. People, where are you uh, at? Where are you working at? Yeah. Where are so you? So I'm working for the largest 
um, healthcare organization in Western Pennsylvania. So anyone from Pittsburgh will know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, that's where I work. Oh, so you're going to be one of the first to get the vaccine. So um, I'm in home care. So the vaccine will go to the acute care staff first in the hospital that started yesterday. Okay. And actually my organization was the first to give it. Um, and then home care will be the second round. Okay. So, so, you, so February? I hope sooner than that. They're saying by the end of January. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And when you say home care, do you mean you care for people in their homes? Correct. So we take care of people who either came out of the hospital. So our COVID patients who come out of the hospital, really, they're really deconditioned. So they really take more therapy than nurses. But what's also happening is that we are so understaffed in the hospitals, understaffed in home care. We're running out of beds. So unfortunately, they're having to send patients home from the hospital faster than they should. So in home care, we're now taking care of people with central lines, chest tubes, chemo. Um, and so we've become an extension of acute care. And so we're taking care of people trying to keep them out of the hospital so that hospital beds are open for the patients who really need it. So you're providing care at how in the home. How, yeah. How do you how do you staff a team? large enough to take care of all of the people that you're sourcing now out of the hospital. It sounds like she's homes. saying, it sounds like she's How saying that they're not because they're running yeah, out well, of people. I, well, so, well, they have to stretch it some way. How are you stretching it right now? So it's funny that you asked that Donald. And if I really figure out the right way to do it, I'm going to write a book and, and I'm going to be a trillionaire and then I won't have to be a nurse anymore, but here's what we're doing. So I'm a supervisor. I actually, I'm in the office Monday through Friday, making sure that the nurses get the PPE they need, that all of the patients who need to be covered are covered. If we have to prioritize, I'm the one who's picking who gets seen and who doesn't get seen. So I'm also coordinating with the hospitals to say, no, we're not taking anymore. You need to find another home care. It's not a safe discharge. You need to keep them. So then on the weekends, I'm going out and seeing patients. So we're all just doing the best that we can. And it's scary because our patient list is growing and our staff list is shrinking. Yeah. Um, I was seeing something today in LA that there, there, there are people that are waiting in ambulances because there's just, there's no beds and, mm -hmm. um, uh, LA, LA is running out of ICU beds. So they had people, there was something uh, I read, I think it was on deadline about how mm -hmm. they're literally just, the ambulances are pulling up and just holding people because there's just, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a backlog. What are you guys doing yeah. there? So I'm in Pittsburgh and we locked down Saturday morning. We went back on lockdown um, and they were saying, don't have a stroke or a heart attack in Pittsburgh because there's no ICU beds left. And that's a really scary thought. So in home care, what we are doing to help is if we can keep them out of the hospital, we are. So if that means that we get telehealth or we get a social worker or we get family involved, we're trying to critically think and keep them out of the hospital. But at the same time, I went uh, about three weeks ago a patient was discharged from the hospital Friday night. I went in Saturday morning and I sent him right back to the hospital. So it's just knowing what can I handle in the home? What do I need to send back to the hospital? It's getting the doctors on the phone and trying to think and talk and figure out what we can do. Cause in home care, you're just, you're in the living room. 
There's no x-rays. There's no blood work. There's no doctor that I can grab and say, hey, what do you think? It's just a nurse standing in a living room. So we're doing the best we can with the resources we have. Our health system is huge. They have their own insurance. They have their own long-term care facilities. So we're trying to think out, can we just get this patient on telehealth and open them, open up a nurse for another visit? Is this somebody who just needs to go back to the hospital as much as I hate to do that? So we're just doing the best we can. We're critically thinking, trying to get the patients who can stay out of the hospital what they need and then get the patients who need to be in the hospital into the hospital. Lena, thank you so much for, for what you're doing. And if you could Let's say you're in a position like you are right now, where you could speak to thousands and thousands and thousands of people across the world. Um, what would you tell them um, in terms of, from your point of view, what's the best thing they could be doing to keep themselves healthy? Um, oh my gosh, I might actually start crying right now because okay, what, a, if you do, what I understand an opportunity why you would. that every nurse wishes they could have right now. Wear your masks. Even if you think it's stupid and it doesn't work, what if there's a 1% chance that you could protect your parents or your children or the neighbor? If there's a 1% chance that we're all right and you should wear your mask, then why risk it? So wear the mask, only go out when you have to. If you do have to go out, be really smart about it. Like I said, use that critical thinking and say, okay, what can I outsource? What what maybe I can ask my neighbors what they need and just one person can make the trip, the healthiest of us. Um, I understand it's Christmas. I understand it's Hanukkah. I understand it's Eid. I understand um, that all of these beautiful holidays are happening and that you want to be with your families, but this is, it's not a normal year. And the best gift that you can give to the world right now, including your own family is to stay home if you can. And if you can't, be smart about it. Be really smart and really think it through. And if you don't believe it, but there's a 1% chance we're all right, then why risk it? Yeah. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And right from, um, from someone on the front lines. I mean, you, you guys all hear me and Donald talk about it because we lost a friend and Josh lost a friend as oh. well. But, um, but I think people, uh, are just used to hearing it now and they roll their eyes. So to hear it from, mm -hmm. a, from a nurse who is on the front lines and seeing it day in and day out, uh, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, all do right. you have any questions? I feel silly to segue <laughs> to this, but do you have a question? We, 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 uh, anything Scrubs related? Anything Josh Radin uh, related? Yeah, so if I have the opportunity for two, I'm going to ask a Scrubs question and then I'm going to ask a non-Scrubs question because okay. I, I don't want Go Josh ahead. to feel like that. Well, that's okay. Josh, Josh is just happy to be here. He, he, he's happy to be <laughs> eavesdropping. So, By the way, if you um, know any nice women, uh, I sound like a Jewish mother. If you know any nice women in the L.A. area, he's uh, wonderful. He paints. He sings. He's a good singer. Pittsburgh, I'm available. I'm oh, Josh, you got a beautiful nurse right here for you. But I don't think but your hours are crazy, though. Your yeah, hours are crazy. And also, I just don't think Pittsburgh is going to be where Josh uh, plants his roots. But listen, listen, if, I understand. Um, uh, I like Pittsburgh, but I well, I'd be lucky to have you, Lena. You're oh, thank you. See, well, he's also a there charmer, Lena. And he's a, um, and nurses. Being with a nurse is one of those things that you hope you never need, but then if you suddenly do, you're so glad they're there. I would. I think that's great to be with a nurse because you could. Because I'm always like, "What's this thing? What is this? Is this? Am I going to die from this?" I, oh, Josh, and I have the same doctor, and we um. And he's retiring, actually. But well, the thing I loved about him is, like, if I hocked up a loogie, I could send him a text of it. And, I, and I'd be like, do I need antibiotics? And he'd be like, yes. And that's gross. Yes. Yep. 
<laughs> I get pictures you can't imagine. You know, some people worry about like, oh, there's going to be a dick pic. I can't let. Yeah, that's about phone. to say. Joel gets pictures. No you can't idea imagine what too. pops up on my phone. What I get texted. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking I, I, about Joel uh, getting lots of uh, inappropriate pictures. All right, what's your question? Go ahead. Oh my god, are you talking about online dating, Joel? Yes, yeah, yeah. I've gotten. Yeah, really? it's a, it's wild out there. Okay, what, what, Every wait, 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 sorry. I, wait, I, I, would, I would like to discuss this. Okay, Lena, like yes. this well, let's be let's be respectful and tactful. She's a she's a classy woman. Absolutely. Lena, um, what which um app are you on? Is it the Tinder that you're getting all these inappropriate? No, pictures? I tried to do it right, and I went like from Match.com. I paid the money and everything, and um, you you upload pictures, you describe yourself, and you put this nice little narrative like, listen, I'm very busy. If you need a lot of attention, don't bother to talk to me. This is what I'm looking for. And then just the DMs start. And there will be things out of, like I had one that just said, I bet you taste great. Wow. That was I heard the, the scary thing. screechy violins that on that. Oh, <laughs> cow. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know I if I could. Men, I think. Don't you? When you hear tales about how gross fucking men are, don't you? Aren't you just like? I'm just always so. I mean, I know about this, but we men don't get sent. Dick I don't get. I don't. Well, I don't want. And and and, and listen, please don't, don't start. Want, please don't. don't but when start I hear these, but when I hear these tales, well, no, I, I, I just can't believe how fucking gross men Jack, are. Dick pics aren't even the most shocking. That's not the. It's the stuff they say to you. Mm. I don't get any of that stuff. Like I, I go through my DMs like looking for the shit. Like let me see what. Oh, you want a dick pic? No, I don't want a dick pic. I want to see what my fans are saying to me. So sometimes I'll scroll through it, and it'll be some of the stuff. I'm like, oh god, that's heart wrenching. Oh my god, I shouldn't have opened this. Why did I open this? And then some of it, it's like some of it's like, yo man, fuck you, man. Yo, your 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 podcast is shit, man. All y'all do is talk about shit on the right. And on the you for you like you're the shit on the left. Y'all don't know you know you you need to be neutral hashtag, podcast. Hashtag it's, Trump train. Right. <laughs> I I get I get a lot of that with, this, with the that. red siren emoji. I get, I'll tell you to make a nurse blush, you have to you gotta really you gotta really put it out there. And some of the messages I've gotten have made me blush. I have yet to get one of those messages. I'm very wow. happy that I've yet to get one of those messages, don't but you, I have yet to get one of those messages. Don't you think the, the real question is, well, not there's, there's many questions I have about this, but when you're asking uh, how crazy men are, which is totally true, I, it's, it's, it's insane. But uh, I have female friends that have told me things like that before, uh, stories like that and all these um, inappropriate messages. And you're like, my, my first thought was, okay, so you're a guy who's, goes on a match.com and sends these inappropriate pictures or messages or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. is there, are you sending those to like a hundred women hoping at one time it works? Yeah, There's they one gotta be. It has yeah. to be that. It has to be that. Yeah, it's like fishing. They're, they're hoping that they catch that, one. Josh. But I'm saying like, if, if it's, let's say it's one out of 500, a woman actually responds like, that's score, you won, you won, okay. you did yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, we spoke it. about this earlier. That one woman is ruining it for every other woman. Every person the guy's on like, the see, it works sometimes. I told you. If, Especially if it happens like in the first week or the first, you know, couple of times you try it where you're like, here's a dick pic. And you get the response like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, I know if that would have happened to anybody, they'd be like, 
I'm doing well, this for the rest of Lena, my life. This is how I'm. Lena, I don't know if you watched that um, that last Amy Schumer uh, stand-up special, but she had a great um, she had great advice for women who get dick pics, and she said, if you get a dick pic, send back a picture of a bigger dick. Uh, <laughs> and then when he, when he responds, uh, "What's this?" She, you just go, "Oh, sorry, I just thought we were sending pictures of cool dicks." <laughs> I don't think you want to engage. Nice I don't about think you want to engage. DMs is when you get a text, you have time to think of the response. You don't have to be really clever, really fast. Mm -hmm. So it gives you the opportunity with to come up with something great. So I had a guy and feel free to censor this if you'd like to. Um, but I well, had just don't a guy say his name. In, we don't want to censor anything. I don't I don't remember his name. It was okay. one of a thousand who um, I opened it up and it said, when's the last time you got bent over and made come hard? Oh, and it was all misspelled, which is super hot. And um, so I responded, ask your brother. I think he wrote down the date. Wow. So, okay. It gives you time. Like yes, I got I got to have some coffee, think about it. How do I want to respond to that? <laughs> All right. As so fun as that is, Lena, I don't know that you should I mean, not I be, wouldn't engage. That's not dangerous. To be, not to be paternal. I don't think you should engage cuz well, they can be scared. Them. Okay. Oh yeah, I was about then to say you got to you got to Lena, you're such a you're a nurse. You're a very beautiful woman. I feel like Joelle. We could, if you want, we could put your. Uh, well, I don't know if that's going to encourage it. I'm trying to. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, how can? What do we do? We could put your Instagram on our show notes or something. You could. That's going to invite chaos. Oh, that's going to invite mayhem. Yeah. Never say, mind. Guys, we, Never we, mind. We, listen, I'm trying to help everybody. Calm down. This is it. We're not. We're not even at fix your life yet. We haven't even gotten I to know. fix your this life yet. The show's going to be dude. so fucking long. But I just wanted to say, Lena. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to encourage that behavior, but gosh, I wish I could set you up with someone. Oh, no, that's fine. I'm so busy right now. I okay. Even... You're busy. You're busy. Dude, right, she's what's busy freaking handling COVID, man. I know, she but she no also wants to no have some dude. romance. Everyone's got time for the, a little bit of romance. All right, go ahead, Lena. Sorry, what's your question? <clears throat> so my question is for Zach and Donald. So let's say that somebody says, I want to make a movie about the making of Scrubs how it came to fruition behind the scenes, what young actors now are playing you two in your mid twenties. Oh, wow. Good question. Great question. Well, I, I would play myself, obviously. <laughs> I mean, black um, don't crack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think Ben I Platt would play me. Oh, that's a good answer. Because I like, yeah, so it would be me and Ben Platt pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and more musical episodes too. Uh, ben Platt has a beautiful voice, so I would sound even better when I sang. And um, and I think he does. Uh, I saw him in Dear Evan Hansen, and he and obviously he's playing a, a a very different character. But but there were a lot of JD isms that I liked and saw and respected. I think he's very talented. Donald's come Yo, on. the you kid, think the, of a young... the, 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 the kid from Stranger Things, man. That's my dude. <gasps> okay. Yeah. yeah. Although he he's in a teenager, me. you need to be mid. He's getting, he's getting, old. he's, he's, in, he's, he's almost 18, man. The boy got mustache and everything now. He's growing up. Okay. He's getting tall. There you go. There is your Scrubs you behind go. the scenes movie cast right there. I love um, it. All right. What's your next question? You said you had another one. Yeah. So I'm actually working on my doctorate in nursing. Sorry, Joelle, this is not the question I told you, but I promise it's PC. Okay. You're working on your uh, doctorate in nursing. That's so awesome. Do not apologize to me. Yeah, and you, don't have to, um, and you don't have to censor yourself, Lena. We like uh, okay. anything inappropriate. I'm, oh, I, uh, <laughs> my doctorate project is on decreasing the stress in our frontline managers. So the managers who are between the patient care staff 
and the executive management team. So these are our frontline managers. Um, so my question for all of you, especially right now, is what are you guys doing to decrease your stress? Drinking lots of Pinot Noir. <laughs> going outside. I like going. I broke my toe. I was, um, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I was cycling a lot. The Peloton was mm -hmm. a great uh, source of relieving stress for me. I broke my toe, so I'm a little on timeout um, with exercise, cardio, but I've been going to the dog park. We have a, a big dog park near us, and I love, I get endorphins when I go and watch my dog sprint around the dog park. Um, and I don't know. Those are and, and, and that, those are my first ones that come to mind. What about you, Josh? We know that you're, you're hiking. You're hiking, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like walking around in nature as much as I can and uh, reading and, you know, just <laughs> just getting through it basically getting through it we lost donald what happened to donald he's like your question he dropped out oh, no. um uh dan will deal with that joelle joelle what is your answer to the question it was like doing christmas things <laughs> like which sounds crazy but like you have to go all over the place and like it was like researching with a friend and then like calling shops to see how we could do it safely and is like in the spirit of giving back. And it was like, it was a great way to like, both like physically get myself out of the house. Cause I, you know, I'm an anxious person. I have ADHD and I like going outside uh, pre pandemic. Well, like I have um, social anxiety um, post pandemic being inside so much. Now it's like just going to my friend's house is like four or five times much higher. I was so anxious. Um, so having like a goal, something to do, a partner that I know has been safe throughout this whole thing to go do it with. It's been like the greatest stress reliever. And then now I get to send people packages and they, oh, we're going to open them mm -hmm. on Zoom. And yeah. there's that whole like giving back like aspect of it that I'm just really excited to participate in. So Christmas I, season for the win. <laughs> I agree that, um, you know, there is, I am having a lot of fun buying presents for people. And in and then we, we took, a, we had a lot of joy in decorating the house and getting I've never done a real full-out Christmas um, because I'm Jewish, or at least I'm not, I'm secular. But you know, we just never did it. And, yeah, congrats uh, on your Christmas tree. Yeah, we went all out. We went all out, and uh, it's uh, it's fun. I'm having that is you know decorating the house and and making it all super cozy has been uh, has been a source of, of joy. How's it going with Donald there, Daniel? He has not responded. Well, Daniel, what do you do to de-stress? What do I do to de-stress? You know, I, I am a big fan of electronic music. Um, I really like biking, riding my bicycle. And so there are times, usually after work, usually late at night, I would say around 10 p.m. I have a very flat neighborhood. And so uh, it's also very quiet at night, not a lot of cars. So I'll throw on my helmet, throw on some headphones, turn the light on on my bike, and I will just do laps around my neighborhood blasting drum and bass in my ears <laughs> and just going as hard as possible and letting the music just like plow through me. Like I'm in an action film. I always feel like I'm being chased by like the bad guys in the matrix. Whenever I'm like biking around my neighborhood, just listening to super, super fast electronic music. I come home, I'm exhausted. I have sweat dripping all over me and I just feel, you know, alive and released and just like loose. And it's, it feels great. feels great. I would think that that would, I mean, that sounds awesome, but I would think that would amp you all up and you'd come home like all like adrenaline there's, up. There's definitely a degree. It's also, I really try to do that when I am really trying to get rid of stress. 
So I'm already kind of tensed up and ready to go. And and working it out, yes, gets my heart rate going, but also just helps me release that stress. So while there's still like a worked up heart rate and stuff, there is a much more turned down mental state. That's mm. like, okay, we are released from this. We are done. And now we can just move on with the night and go take a hot shower and, you know, have a glass of something and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Lena? What do you do? You, co- you I mean, you, you're writing this uh, <laughs> dissertation, right? Um, is that what it is? So when you're a nurse, you're, it's called a scholarly project and okay. it actually lasts the entire five semesters of doctorate school. So I've just completed my first semester. So all I've had to do at this point is just come up with the idea and turn that in and say, this is the background of why this is a problem in nursing. I haven't got to the actual, like getting it approved or putting together the actual study design, I think, and then actually having the experiment, I think will be the really stressful part. But so for now, um, the stressful part is, so I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a full-time doctorate student and I'm a single mom of, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctorate student and I'm a single mom of two active teenage girls. Oh my goodness. You have a lot on your plate. So I'm busy. And so, um, you know, I used oh, sorry, to sorry, of- sorry to interrupt you, Daniel. He's waiting to be let back in, Donald. Oh, there we go. Oh, there Boom. he is. Wait, stop talking about him. Stop talking about him. Here he is. There's the <laughs> what happened? Is not a good signal in that closet. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can't tell you what I do to relieve stress. That's. <laughs> We all know what that is. We all know what that is. We all know. She's a nurse. The podcast is figured it out. That's my business. She's a nurse, and it's very healthy. All right. It's normal. It's normal. uh, It's normal, though, right? Lena, it's normal, right? It's normal, though, right? It is normal. Mm -hmm. Lena is not. It it is probably abnormal for a forty-six-year-old man to have the libido of a sixteen-year-old, right? No. No. Nah. She's shaking her head. Donald, nope. you're normal. You're fine. Nah, that's, that's I am all normal. based on. Yeah. That's See, what your body you. needs. That's what your body needs. Yeah. yeah. I told you. I told you and my wife that shit, but nobody wanted to listen to me, Lena. <laughs> nobody wanted to listen to me. Everybody Maybe, was like, no, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you, and there's something wrong with your insides, and you nah. need to see therapy. You need to no. see therapy. You need to go talk to somebody about your freaking libido. Well, but maybe Lena's Lena right. can Lena, maybe Lena can give you a note is. for Casey that says this is perfectly. You want me to normal. write you a prescription? <laughs> <laughs> a prescription to to yeah. All right, um, yeah. Let me go get a hold on. No, 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 no. Come on. All right, let's talk about uh, fix your life. I don't know if we can fix your life, but if there's any way we can, you missed uh, Donald. She's got two teenage daughters in addition, and is a single mom in addition to being a nurse. So she's got a lot on her plate. And a doctorate student, yeah. And a doctorate student. You got a lot on your plate there. All right, how can we fix your life, Lena? You're a good candidate. So this is. I just want your advice. This is what I I really need from you guys because you are artists and you understand what this is like. Yes. Uh, Being a nurse was never my dream. I actually went to college for musical theater and then got pregnant, had to get a real job with health insurance, went to nursing school, probably because of scrubs. I'm not going to lie. The timing lines up. And, uh, 
now I'm, I'm a mom and I'm a nurse. And, um, so I did a lot of community theater and then that wasn't an option anymore because I was too busy. So what I did was I, I sat down and wrote a book. I wrote a fiction. I sort of just wrote my own fantasy world that I got to escape into since I couldn't be an actress anymore. Um, and I, I felt really good about it. I was really passionate about it. I was very excited. And then 18 rejections later <laughs> from agents, uh, I had somebody who said, I'll take a look at it, but you have to cut out roughly 40,000 words. So I said, I don't, I don't want to do that. I've, I have all these people who have read it. They love it. I've read it. I've edited it. I, I don't want to take any more out of it. I'm going to self-publish. Great. So I got the website. I got the TikTok. I got 7,500 uh, followers on TikTok. I put a little teaser about the book. Everyone seemed excited. Um, and then I really started looking at self-publishing and I thought, if I really want to do this, I need to get a Kickstarter, but I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't well, have we're, the we're, time. We're going to be your quick Kickstarter because we're going to well, plug your, uh, your website. What's the name of the book, book and how do people find out about the book? <laughs> so I guess my question was, do I go for it or do I shelve it? But it sounds like you're saying just go for it. We, this so, is a place where dreams come true, Lena. We are not about that shit. We, yeah. pick, we pick up, we go to the store. We go to Staples. We get whiteboards. We get yeah. erasable markers, okay? Yes. And we take those markers to oh, said board and, and we write down our dreams and goals. Why do you have like a, why do you sound like a preacher all of a sudden? I like it. Because I'm Still trying not. to get Lena there. She needs to get up off her ass. Go to the whiteboard. Pick up in a dry eraser pen. She's done it. She's Go got it. to She's the board it. and write down. She wants to self publish her own book. Write it down later. All right, Reverend, Write Reverend. It down. Reverend, it. there's so I many babies it. unlatching right now. So many babies aren't eating right now, but I'm super excited. All so. right. Well, Donald's right. We we really believe that you can manifest. We're big believers in manifesting from the whiteboard. It sounds like it's already on your whiteboard, and you're about to get the biggest plug you you could ever get. Um, Which is so funny you say that, Zach, because the way that I got on this podcast is that I'm a witch, and I wrote a spell. And I did a spell right. to get on this podcast. I'm confused. That was a big, that was a big right angle turn. Yeah, that was a big <laughs> reveal. <laughs> By the way, much <laughs> like, much like this episode, there's a reveal at the end of the caller. She's, a, she's a witch. I, I didn't want to ruin Joelle's big, uh, big twist, but yeah, I'm a witch and that's how I got myself on here. And so just like you said, Zach, I wanted to manifest this happening. Are you serious? And, uh, are you really a witch? Because some people yep, really are witches. I'm really you a witch. Are. So that's you... my altar right behind me with your whiteboard right above it. Okay. So I'm not trying to make jokes or anything like no, that. No, don't make jokes because it's I'm not, religion. How, so do you, how do you practice how do you witchcraft practice being a witch? and science at the same time? How are you I, able to do Donald, that's such science? a good question. Very good question, Donald. Oh, my God. That weed must be wearing off. It's such a good question. So no, I, the weed is kicking in. You thought that you thought I took a break because the computer went down. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I need to go smoke some weed. So yeah, buddy. To, Something I'm, tells me you dropped out of the Zoom at right the right around the time when you needed a fucking. Hit I dropped out right right around four twenty. That's yeah. when I dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Lena, we can't go down a giant witchcraft wormhole, no, but Donald asked a great question. How do you reconcile uh, spells and science? So the human body is made up of energy and electricity. So is everything around us. 
And if you go all the way back to the pagan belief, back, 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 their belief was very much about manipulating the energy that is around us, that all the energy is, we're all connected, all of us. And um, they believed in honoring that. So if you very quickly to make this super, super quick, if you look at the rivers of chi that are uh, drawn out by the Chinese back, 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 it actually lines up with the nervous system. So way, way back before we even had science, people knew that there was something greater than all of us, that we were all connected, that by caring for the earth, we were caring for ourselves, for caring for each other, we're caring for ourselves. And so I think there is a room for Western medicine and Eastern medicine. If you want to manifest something in your life, Zach, you actually say this a lot on the podcast, you have more magical thinking than you probably realize. But if you want to manifest things, you're manipulating the energy around you and you're creating it to happen. However, if somebody in front of you goes into respiratory distress and drops, you don't want to burn incense, you want to care for them. And that's where we were lucky that we were able to understand Western medicine, but still hold on to Eastern medicine. So I do believe that there is a place for both things. But I do think that when it comes to things like creating what you want in life that there is a way to honor that and honor the things around you and i think that my job as a nurse honors all of the people out in this world it cares for life and because of that i get a lot of abundance back in return i am very lucky in that sense but i do think that there's room for everything i think that all of us can be in harmony and that includes western and eastern so that includes magical thinking as well as science if that makes sense yeah i mean Sorry, it was really quick. It wasn't. It, it 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 makes a lot of sense. It's like you know, it's believing in religion and also believing that science it can exist with religion as well. It, I I yes. totally get it. Absolutely, I, absolutely. So if you're sitting at the bedside of somebody who's dying, of course you're going to pray for them, but you're right. also going to want the doctor to do everything they can to try and keep that person alive. And that's where I really try to honor both things. Um. Well, hear that. we hear you and we respect you and we respect all religions um, and, and belief systems. Um, so wait, so tell everyone um, how to find do you. Do you got a cat? I just want to know, do you have a cat? I do. Is it a black cat? No. Oh. <laughs> that would have been um, so cool if you were all right. like, and its name is Sebastian. <laughs> all right. In the interest of in the interest of episode length, Sorry, um, uh, how do we how do we are out of time, uh, Lena? But tell us how to find your book. Tell everyone how to find your book. Yeah. So if you want to find my TikTok, I'm all nurse all the time. All my information is on there, and my website is uh, Lena L E N A Nazari N A Z as in zebra a r e i dot com, and you can find all the information on there. And I guess I'm going to make a Kickstarter, so watch for it. What's the title well, of the book? Well, what's the it's title of the book? Night shift. It's about a night shift nurse who becomes a vampire. Oh, night right. shift. That's a love that. We, oh, you know, right. you know how I we do because we got a little story that we like to talk about about a doctor who becomes a uh, vampire. His, his name is Doctor yeah. Acula. Yeah. Nice, Donald. You like it? There's a lot of sex in the book. It's very sexy. There's okay. a lot of what? Sex, sex, sex. Sex. Donald could use it. Hey, wait, hold on. I'm sorry, Lena. 
I think you have me confused for someone else. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, am, I'm a, I, I apologize. I, 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 <laughs> I can't even continue this with a straight face. All right. I'm All right. very intrigued. Lena, you've book. been an awesome guest. Um, thank you for being a frontline worker and for all that you're doing. And, um, and please stay safe. And thank you for coming on. You're an awesome guest. Thank you. Thank, thank you very everybody. much. Thank right. you. Bye, Lena. Right. Bye, Lena. Take care, Lena. Be well. That was Lena. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. Sweet.
Wow, there were so many chapters to that call. <laughs> that was a big. That was a. That was truly. A, I mean, she. she Joelle, did know, you know she was going to drop the witch bomb at the end? Hell yeah! Why do you think I picked her? I was like, <laughs> witch sister to witch sister. Let's do this. You, you were you were you were probably like, when's she going to start talking about the witches? I was, I was worried it wasn't going to get in there. Honestly. <laughs> well, she had a lot to say, and she's very interesting. But I I thought that Donald thought that she was kidding. And that's why I was like, oh, wait, I didn't think she's kidding because she's like, she has all her witch gear behind her. I didn't think she would. I'm it was like I'm 20 well, minutes I'm, of like frontline work and, do- and nursing and dating. App, and then all of a sudden she's like, so also, yeah, I'm a witch. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> so and the book thing. is it's about like, the book is a sexy book about a nurse vampire. I mean, a that's a modern um, woman in America. I'll dorly, Lena. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, she right, should go know, on that pitch, that pitch thing. What's the pitch thing on Twitter, Joelle? Pitch thing on Twitter. Do you know what I'm talking about? I thought you might know about it. It's like when writers pitch their ideas and they, um, they, like, it's like, um, they, they, they put out like a byline or not a byline. They put out like a one sentence thing about what the plot of their thing is. And then they hope that publishers or agents, um, respond to them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. It's called a Twitter pitch. It's sometimes thrown by different publishing companies. This is according to Google. Um, sometimes just sort of ramped up where people are like, hey, just go for it. I guess agents do it sometimes too, but it's sort of It's random. called like Pitch Mod or something. I don't know. There's like, there's days where it's like, hey, everybody, it's Pitch Mod and I'll be pitching my new book. And anyway, I digress. Um, so Donald. What's up, brother? We should, um, we, we have a surprise for everybody. And that is that when we're done with our show, Joshua Radin is going to sing and perform Winter Live for all of you. Which is a pretty nice treat, Donald, don't you think? I, you know, I was hoping for a concert the whole episode. I thought that's what we were going to do. I didn't realize we were going to, you know, talk about the show. And I didn't think Lena was going to be that interesting, to be honest with you. But, you know, okay. she, she, she spoke my language, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think it's only right that if we have Josh on the show. Of course. That we well, ask him. He could say he could decline. He could say no. no I, I wouldn't have like had it. him on. I just want to go through a couple more things I love in the show before Josh sings. Because gay chicken. So long. Gay chicken was funny. You and I used to actually play gay chicken. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a that's a tough one to win. You know what I mean? Zach always wins that one. Well, I'm Zach- willing to I'm willing to kiss you because <laughs> you're willing to make out. If you're, you're willing you're to make totally- out, if you're willing to make out, then you're always the winner. I wanted to say Leonard playing. <laughs> Playing gin and smoking a cigarette in the hospital using his claw hand, I thought was funny. I think it's hilarious that JD slept with both Sullivan sisters. Right. I've had sex with both uh, Sullivan sisters. Um, I laughed. I mean, shower shorts. Did you think that shower shorts was in this episode? I would. I didn't. I didn't know it was in there. And also, this went on into a different television show, didn't it? Didn't this become? Your Arrested Development character, didn't your Arrested no, Development no. character work? No, because in Arrested Development, they have a running theme where- Never uh, nudes. David Cross is a never nude. He's never naked. He wears jean shorts underneath all his clothes. Josh Radin loves that show. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to be on that show as a fellow never nude. So yes, I guess that's that's wise that you're saying there is overlap in that both JD and my character in Arrested Development do not shower fully nude. You're a fucking <laughs> never nude? <laughs> That shit was hilarious. Portia yeah. de Rossi goes, you're a fucking never nude? Yeah, it was so fucking funny. Hilarious. I got to be a never nude. Um, 
and um, shower shorts for the man who has nothing to hide but still wants to. <laughs> that is one of the funniest jokes. And it's got a wallet. It's got a shower short. That had me rolling. The shower shorts with the with the wallet that zips back. Yeah. And when he pulls it and it zips back, where does it smack him? That's what I want to know. In the ass. In the ass. In the ass or in yeah, the pee-pee? No, in the ass. I do a little jump. Oh, okay. Um, the Elliot's mole. Bunny. Your mole. Let's, Elliot's okay. Bunyan and your and your mole oh talking. Your mole talking is hilarious, dude. Your mole, your mole. What does it say? It says, um, "A brother finally, can finally breathe." Finally breathe. <laughs> that you know, that's my voice, and I actually did the puppet for that too, for the mole as well. You operated the puppet. I operated the puppet for the mole. The mole was my voice and my hand in the mole. Well, the mole was very funny. I don't know why the mole wasn't a recurring character. That would've I would have been... thought the mole would have come back, but I guess not. I don't know why Bill didn't ever bring the mole back, but that was great. Elliot's Bunyan at the end, when the doctor sees <laughs> the nurse faints and the nurse passes out. <laughs> the, the nurse, ah, you know, whenever the nurse, whenever a nurse is like a not a normal one of the regular like background nurses, and uh, you just know she's going to be a stunt woman because I was like, oh, I don't recognize that woman, and then all of a sudden she took a big fall when she fainted, and I was like, oh, she must have been a stunt woman. That was funny. That was very funny. She must have been a stunt woman because it was a perfect fall, too. Um, yeah. And then... The 18- Worthless Peons. We should talk about this the whole show before we... Ted, uh, the lawyer, has lost one of his band members, has, is, is threatening to quit. And the show opens up even with it. You'll always be a worthless peon. You're nothing more than a worthless peon. And then he turns to... You know, after Ted hangs up the phone, he turns to Kelso and he goes... Dr. Kelso, my band, the Worthless Peons, has just lost a member. <laughs> I think this must be the moment that we learn the name of the band, the Worthless yeah, Peons. Yeah, it is, the Worthless Peons. The worth because they peons. are all Worthless Peons. I mean, that's how they, they all work at the hospital and feel like they're, they're peons to everybody. Yeah. And then also, Carla talking about how she's a candy bar. The Espinosa is a candy bar in yes. a... And then Ted asks her, does the Espinosa have nougat yeah. in the middle? Yeah, that was funny. I thought he I thought he was doing that like as a sexual thing, like trying to be like trying to flirt. No, he just her. likes nougat. No, I think he's trying to flirt. I think it's a flirty flirt. Listen, let's get to the cemetery where it all goes down. 1849 um is when we see the first shot of the cemetery. And, you know, this has been like the most common meme that's ever been sent to me. The where do you think we are moment that happens at 1935. Um, I got goosebumps, I, I have to say, when, when it happened, even though I knew it was coming. Um, it's just a really cool Sixth Sense reveal. Yeah. And well acted by John C. McGinley also. Yes. Um, and the Zach. whole episode. Well, yeah, Zach. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? I know you need it. So. Absolutely. I don't need it. It's not about me. Johnny's incredible in this episode, and especially at the end when he's crying. It's very moving. He's very good at it. And 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 watching them all sit, Jordan, Danny, and Johnny sitting watching the uh funeral as he's, you know, lowered into the ground and everything like that. I was wondering who's gonna be the one to, you know, because I you, you forget these things. Who's the one? Like, I was wondering, does Danny lean on Jordan? Is Jordan going to lean on Cox? Is Cox, you know, how does this, 
Mm-hmm. How does this end? Because there needs to be a moment that, you know, this family can, you know, grieve together. Because we, we're not really, you, you don't really see it. You just see, you know, and this is a very strong and stone wall. Fa- like these guys are very mm-hmm. mean to each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, where's the break? Who's going to break? And when Jordan grabs Cox, that's the first one. But then when JD puts his hand mm-hmm. on Cox. And, and he's willing to accept and he's willing affection. To and he's willing to receive the uh, the love from. Yeah. Well, he's going to receive it from Jordan, but to receive it from his from his colleague, from his yeah. work buddy. Very powerful moment. Yeah, very it's very moving. Moment. And Jordan's character isn't someone who's going to emote and and sob. And Johnny sees you thinking isn't either, but he just finally lets go, and she looks over at him, and it's it's very moving. It's beautifully yeah. done. Um, so we're very blessed and lucky to have uh, Josh here who's going to sing live for you. And um, Josh, are you ready? Is everything tuned? Is the capo set? I know all the lingo. Well, I just want to say one last thing before we get into the Raiden situation. Josh, man, I didn't get to finish this earlier. I remember watching you in Hotel Cafe, me, Mandy Moore, Mega Kelly, and Zach Braff, the only people in the place us and the bartender, and you and the sound guy. That's it. Flash cut to you at the Troubadour. The first time you played at the Troubadour. Fire. One of the best moments of my life to this day, to be able to say, to be able to say, I, I knew you when this was freaking a whimsical idea. And, and now look at you now. It's, it's always, it always makes me smile to walk into an auditorium and hear you perform. And then not only that, to watch the people listening to you. Like I've seen a thugged out dude, like somebody that looks like the dude that was on the skateboard with the, um, with the, with the ocean spray. Seen somebody like that at your concert doing exactly what he's doing to the Stevie Nicks song, singing along to the Fleetwood Mac song. I've seen that. I've seen I've seen you touch people like that. And it's just so powerful to see. So without any further ado, y'all, I've said enough. Joshua Radin. All right. Here's Josh Radin with uh with Winter, the first song he ever wrote. I should know who I am by now. I walk the record stand somehow Thinking of winter Your name is the splinter inside me While I wait And I remember the sound Of your November downtown I remember the truth A warm December with you But I don't have to make this mistake And I don't have to stay this way If only I would wait The walk has all been cleared by now Your voice it's all I hear somehow A calling out winter Your voice 
is the splinter inside me while I wait. And I remember the sound of your November downtown. And I remember the truth. On December with you, but I don't have to make this mistake, and I don't have to stay this way. If only I would wait, I could have lost myself in rough blue waters in your eyes. I remember the sound of your November downtown, and I remember the truth—a warm December with you. But I don't have to make this mistake, and I don't have to stay this way. If only I would wait. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's so beautiful, beautiful, Josh. Thank you. When I hear that song, I go, I can't believe I know the guy who, who wrote and sings that. It's just such beautiful poetry. Thank you so much. That's very kind. And, uh, Thank you for um, starting my career. <laughs> well, I, I, if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else. Um, well, that's uh, nice of you to say, but you never know. <laughs> um, Josh, remind people how, if they want to do this, um, this thing, they can book you uh, uh, um, to you play. You can go to my website, joshuaradin.com, R-A-D-I-N, and you'll see it right there. It's very simple. I changed the website, so it's very simple. It's it's joshuaradin.topekalive. You'll see the link. You'll see all the options and right. which charity the money goes to. But that, so you portion. can have Josh play for your loved ones, maybe even, maybe even um, you know, this as a holiday gift for someone and uh back when the world reopens and concerts are a thing again make sure to go see josh um play live he travels all over the world um he's very popular in europe right josh josh is like um bruce springsteen in sweden <laughs> not very popular Dude, he's freaking fonzie of sweden I have, a, no. I, have a, I have a small cult following who of people who know my songs from medical shows but that's fine no and and josh that's that's that you're you're exact you're 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 what are you being here just being dismissive of yourself you're being self-deprecating josh <laughs> donald you still here you still with us mm -hmm. what are you doing while i'm here though can we can we just have donald admit to everyone that i did not mess up my own song okay fine is that, is that what you're waiting for yeah it's the only reason he came on the for. podcast okay, so look all right oh, so here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing remind you viewers didn't what, what mess, was said you did remind mess, listeners what was said i said that he blew he messed up his own song he Wait, didn't mess up his own song you, you messed it up by not singing the whole song 
straight through. Like you forgot some words here. No, and I didn't there forget any words. To... This is the thing. But, but I will the... say this. I remember I running the stairs when your podcast this. happened, and I'm listening I'm to you talk about. No, you know you've been talking okay. all day. Let him so have his moment. Not... Oh, okay, go ahead. Let him have his moment. I'm running the stairs when the podcast started, listening to this thing, and all of a sudden you start talking about me and how you asked me to play your fir- your and Casey's first dance at your wedding, and you asked for one of my songs and. It was, you asked for the song Paperweight, which at the time, um, I went for about eight years or something without playing that song live. It was too painful. I wrote it with my ex. And when we split up, I just decided I didn't want to play it anymore. Now I play it. It's been whatever. It's been time. Have you but guys it, played it together yet? No, no. We haven't seen, I, we haven't hung out in years and years. I would love to see that. Oh, we should get that on the show, Donald. That would be dope. But I, I, but I would, uh, for sure. Either way, what I'm saying is you asked me to play a song of mine called They Bring Me to You. And so I did, but the live version of that song is a different version than the recording. Oh, I know because you have a female singing with you and it's just so much. There's different production, but when you play solo acoustic live, so you have to remember I'm I'm running the stairs, listening to your podcast and I hear you do your Oprah voice of like, and then he fucked up his own song. And I'm like, I I spit out my water. I started laughing. so. And then, of course, I texted you right afterwards. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I didn't mess up my Right song. away, you were like, first of all, I did not fuck up my I just song. want the audience to know that Donald asked Josh to sing him and his wife's uh, first song at his wedding and then made fun of him in front of thousands of people because he didn't like the version Josh sang. It's me. <laughs> it's me. All right. We've gone two yeah, hours, everybody. Don't know, say we don't I, entertain you. Go ahead. I know, right. I just – but – yeah. I, that being I said, love you, Donald, but I do I, love I, you. I, 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 and I love you too. That being said, though, man, at my wedding, when we were sitting up in Zach's house, getting ready, uh, myself, Josh, and Zach, um, Josh sits down and he starts strumming on the guitar, and uh, just starts singing, uh, and he writes a song at my wedding, and I then hear the song maybe like a year later on a plane ride to New York. And I remember hitting him up and being like, dude, that song you wrote at my wedding is playing on the plane. And it's the one where it's like, it's a wedding. It's a freaking love song, man. And I can't remember. All I just remember songs it's, are love songs. But it's like, if you go something like, I'll find you. Something, oh, come on. I haven't played that song in forever. You wrote that at my wedding. And so I have to find it now so that uh, oh, Dan can play it out. You laid it down, Josh. Right? It's available to, to it's on an album called of mine called Wax Wings. It's called Okay, Daniel. It's on Wax Wings. Thank you, everybody. The onesies Joel told me are are restocked on twelve eighteen. If you want to give the love of me and Donald on your body, and uh, thank you to Daniel, Joel, Lena, our guest, and uh, here is Joshua Raiden with the song Donald just beautifully described. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? When we're together. When we're together, y'all. Five, six, seven, eight. Whiskey in the water, fire and ice. No pleasure without sacrifice. The shore and the ocean, the moon and the sun. One without the other, and both are done now. I believe you what's supposed to be. Supposed to be you and me.
Your glass is empty, I'll pour some more I left the table, lack of amuse Gave me time to search for you Now I believe in what's supposed to be Supposed to be you and me This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, it's Donald, and Kind Snacks has six new flavors for you to crave. Flavors like rosemary, strawberry, jalapeno, and raspberry. Each of the six flavors is made with number one ingredient seeds or nuts and has fruity or savory flavors depending on what you're craving. They're gluten-free with five to six grams of protein in every bar. Nutritious snacking doesn't have to be all blah and boring. The bar for people who love real food. Try all the flavors. Shop on KindSnacks.com today.